As usual, Sadie left out some important details, like how Walt and I nearly killed ourselves trying to find her. It wasn't fun flying to the Brooklyn Museum. We had to hang from a rope under the griffin's belly like a couple of Tarzans, dodging policemen, emergency workers, city officials, and several old ladies who chased after us with umbrellas screaming, There's the hummingbird! Kill it! Robert and Hal are on a quest into the riot and birds. We read series that are in about the cap half blood chronicles. Mythology, we see different reads and not just Greek or Roman. So if you're down, said if you're down, come join us where we're going. To the right and verse, to the right and verse. Hey. Hi. And, and hello. hello. Welcome to Into the Riordanverse, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast where we read the books that aren't a part of the Camp Hat Blood Chronicles. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Heroes of Olympus, and the Shots of Apollo. Today, we continue our look into the Kane Chronicles, The Throne of Fire, Chapters 9 and 10. We get a Berkeley Challenge tour of Russia, and a old red friend comes to visit. Hey, Hal, how you doing? Um, dead inside. Wake me up, wake me up inside. I can't wake up. Can't wake up inside. Save me! Okay, so... Do kids these days know what that song is? You know what? I don't know. I, I, I sometimes read the emails and they're like, yeah, I have no idea what song you're talking about. And I just feel old and sad inside. <laughs> you might us if you know who Evanescence is and you don't have to Google them. I don't know. The kids these days are listening. I, I try and talk to, and this is going to sound horrible out of context. I talk to people who are like 16, 17. I'm like, hey, what kind of music do you listen to? And then they show me the music they're listening to. And I'm either like, oh, I used to listen to that when I was like 10. Or, oh, this song or this band makes me feel like I'm old because I don't get it. My my favorite band is Twenty One Pilots, and they just released a couple of new songs in anticipation for their new al- album. And for the first time in my life, and I think it's because I'm getting a little older. For the first time in my life, I thought they were like okay. I'm like okay. The decline of my favorite band has started to go, which means I'm getting old. That's how it works. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I've been having existential crises about uh, an existential crisis about my age because I just turned twenty four like two weeks ago. And for a late, uh, uh, so to celebrate a friend who I haven't seen in a while, whose birthday is also today, we took her out to dinner a couple of days ago. We went to Applebee's. And as I was talking to my friends, the waiter overheard me talking about how I felt old at 24. And he's like, dude, I'm 29. It gets worse. And he just walked away. Crying. Uh, so we gave him a 17% tip. Or I'm sorry, a 22% tip. Uh, other than that there are a couple emails well there's an email really i want to get out of the way because most of the emails were from last week's episode uh where fran and owen joined me while hal was off in russia i suppose yes if you want to listen to that episode and hear two british people properly roast me because i know nothing about great britain uh, you can check in there are only two things i really want to say first we have a an email from Eislin, a longtime listener of the pod in the last episode i forgot what her email was but I accidentally said that she was from Switzerland. When she's not from Switzerland, she is from Norway. And that's 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 the entire of the email. Don't cry. And then the next, we actually, this is the first for Into the Riordanverse. We got a message on the Into the Riordanverse Instagram. Oh. If, you, if you'd like to follow that, it's Riordanverse Pod, where it is from the username, my name is not Isabel. So I wonder what this person's name is. Mm-hmm. And it says essentially, hello, Robert, and maybe Hal. 
I listened to the first few episodes of your podcast and I am obsessed. I love the King Chronicles and your podcast has just made my love stronger. Since I've become obsessed with your podcast, I have not been able to stop saying truly. It is insane at this point. <laughs> Hal, you have deeply impacted me and I can help and I cannot help but say truly when I agree with something. This may be a cry for help. <laughs> the same girl same. <laughs> <laughs> so Hal, you, you might be poisoning the next generation of people. Good. The invasion has begun. The invasion has begun. There's not really a whole lot. I, I, I keep trying to pay attention to the King Chronicle movies news. And so far, it's just a lot of we're still writing the script. We're still figuring things out. But one thing that's happened in the Riordan verse for television and movies is that recently they opened up the casting for Percy Jackson. So some lucky adolescent is going to be out, is out there. He's going to play Percy Jackson. I'm so excited. How aren't you? I am excited. But I had a conversation with a couple of my friends because some of my friends are excited about it because it's like, yeah, we're they're revisit they're visiting that that old children's book, and I'm like, yeah, children's book, yeah, yeah, we're totally still not obsessed with this book series. But anyway, I had a we had a weird conversation about the fact that they specified that Percy Jackson that they were just looking for anybody of any ethnicity. And we had a we had a very weird conversation, like weirdly deep conversation about how do we want whoever gets casted as Percy to look like like there was like character like remember back in the day like when those series was first coming coming out and we all had like our own like images of how the characters looked yeah and then they came out with like character art like mm-hmm. really good character art and mm-hmm. it was like yeah here here are what the characters look like like go nuts and I was like. All right, so do I want the actor to like look like this, or would I prefer if like it was just based on pure talent that somebody got got casted for the role? And I, w- I actually want to get your opinion on that. Like, how do you how you feel about it? My opinion is when you find the right actor for the role, you find the right actor, and I'm taking the easy way out. I Bye. really, <laughs> I, my only complaint with people is that I keep seeing this all over like social media is people are insistent that Percy is a white guy, a hundred percent. And that the idea that Disney has an open casting to people of all ethnicities is stupid and that it should be just a white guy or like a white 12 year old or whatever. <clears throat> and I'm like, I mean, I, I, I've i been wanting to make a TikTok series. This is going to sound so stupid, but I don't have the time to read all the books where I wanted to go through every book Percy's in and I wanted to find, and I, and I would only stop if I found something that said Percy is white, Percy's Caucasian, Percy's pale skin, something like that. They, they actually do. The word they just flat out say he's white? Not the, the actual words, oh, he's white, but they do go into, in they do describe like, oh, he has like olive skin, which is typically like sort of like a... Like a, well, Hal, I don't know how to tell you this, but olives are, are a bunch of colors, mainly like I, I, th- there are not, green olives and when people black say, olives. When people say olives, olive skin, they don't mean like the f***ing fruit. It's usually referring to a, it's a natural like skin oil? tone. Kind of, yeah, like almost almost like that almost so like they're that. calling everyone yellow skinned is, is because olive oil is like the color of yellow a, a little bit but like have you have you looked at have you looked at white people <laughs> oh how oh, we're oh. gonna get canceled before we even start but my, my the, the the main the main point i was trying to eventually lead into is the fact that i wouldn't exactly mind if percy just wound up getting casted by like a regular white guy only because i feel like 
the series has enough representation that they don't really need to force him to be. I mean, I'm all for a person, uh, a Percy of color, P- POC, person of color, Percy of color. Ha 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 ha. Funny joke. Uh, laugh. If you don't, I will kick you from life. Laugh like you mean it, you jerk. But that being said, I, I just want whoever Percy is casted as, I just want the majority of the fandom to accept it. Oh, and they, not they'll, imme- never, they'll never be able to make a majority of the fan base happy. I just don't want the majority of the fan base to be like overtly racist. Is that such <laughs> is that such a bad thing to ask for? I'm sorry, but welcome to 2021. Oh my god. Uh, you know, everything started to... Everything was starting to go great because people were getting vaccinated, less people were dying, things were starting to open up again, and then racism picked up again, shootings picked up again. I'm sorry. General. I'm sorry, racism okay. picked back up. <laughs> Not that it picked back up, it just... Uh, part two electric well like part 74 million electric boogaloo shooting start i literally just before we started recording this i was reading the news on like the internet and there was a shooting at times square yeah like an hour ago i i read it this morning oh like it was definitely it was definitely much uh, earlier oh oh oh, the article was written an hour ago never mind my bad my bad (laughs) gg but yeah, another shooting! Look at that, Hal! Yay. It's almost like there's been one every other day, and while people are arguing if it's gun violence or me- or or uh, what's it called, mental health issues, they just sit in their corners, keep arguing, not doing anything. Great. Oh boy! So chapter nine, we get vertically challenged toward mm-hmm. Russia. What did you give that chapter, Hal? I gave this one a seven. I also gave it a seven. What did you give chapter ten? An old red friend comes to visit. I gave that one a nine, and I gave that an eight. So, oh, so here's what's going to happen. For reasons that I'm just not going to get into, Hal lost the last two rounds. Just because I want him to, and also because combining Fran and Owen's score and getting the average of those two for both chapters were less than the score that I gave. I gave like a seven both chapters. Those scores combined gave like a five. So right now I'm ahead by one point. He's cheating. Send help. I am indeed cheating, but it's my. It's also, who cares? Hello. Hal, what happens in chapter nine? We get a vertically challenged tour of Russia. Uh, In the beginning, we get a little recap of how Carter and Walt got into Russia. And once they get there, narrowly avoiding being arrested several times, they find that as what happened in the last couple of chapters, Sadie has already fixed everything. Yay! Yeah, pretty much. After, you know, destroying a bunch of Waterloo Bridge and Station. Sadie has destroyed this thing, and now they can just go back home and live happily ever after. That's what happened last chapter, right? The end. Well, no, in the last chapter, Sadie just essentially took us on a tour through, I want to say this is uh, South London, if I recall? I believe so. Ha- uh, Owen and Fran, if you're listening to this, please, no more bullying. Crying. Um, <laughs> Hal, you really missed out on the beatdown that I got. It, it was the it was the, it was uh the war of seventeen eighty nine again, but instead of winning, I lost. Gigi. Uh, so yeah, essentially, they just go through all this shenanigans, and Bess is introduced. Uh, so basically, Carter's like, "Hey, Bess, you're that friend that uh, Boss was talking about." And Bess turns has his ears turned red, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, friend." Uh, she just asks me a favor sometimes, and I try to help out. He has a crush. Uh, it's it's weird to be immortal and like someone else who's also immortal. 
Imagine having a crush on somebody who spends all of eternity fighting a snake. I mean, these are people who sleep with their their siblings, so I feel yeah. I feel like they don't really have morals. So just to reiterate what happened in the last chapter, just like Carter is saying, when Horus had warned them that some of the gods were trying to stop them from waking Ra, that would also include Nekbek and Bobby, who almost killed Sadie and also possessed Grandma and Grandpa Fawcett. Oh no, what a tragedy. And they, they're just riding in a limo that Bess is driving. By the way, he's still wearing his Speedo, fresh off of terrorizing Nekbek and Bobby from the last chapter. Mm-hmm. He's just like a small hairy man wearing a Speedo. This, yeah. this is the, the perfect mascot. And um, Sadie is looking resentfully at the black knife that Anubis gave her two chapters ago. Uh, the blade that is that Sadie was given is called a Nejir. It's a serpent blade, which is what priests use for the opening of the mouth ceremony. And when they ask Bess what it could possibly be, Bess is like, I don't tend, I tend to avoid death rituals. Mm, yay. Isn't that weird that how everything in Egypt is tied to death? It's almost as if they worship it or something. Yeah, and they're trying to ask Walt what it could be, but Walt is currently in his own world thinking about other things. We get, we actually get a little foreshadowing on that because we do yeah. get, we do get elaboration on it later. But for reasons that will not be reasons that will not be explained right now, he cannot follow them throughout the. Like, he cannot follow them to Russia. Yeah, he can't. But before that, we have to get to a portal. And Sadie and Carter are confused because all the best artifacts are in the British Museum. And Bess is like, yeah. And you know how you just destroyed most of Southern England? Mm-hmm. The magicians are going to be looking for you. So we have to go somewhere else. It turns out they're, they're not happy about that. It turns out when you rampage and destroy Waterloo Station and also blow shit up at, at Waterloo Bridge, the magicians who live in London aren't happy. And they've also recently gotten orders from Douchebag to, to hunt you down. So mm-hmm. kind of just you kind of just alerted them where you are, friend. Yep. It, as Boss says, it was like lighting a giant flare in the sky, telling them, hey, I'm here. So they have to go somewhere else. And Carter's like, where are we going? And Bess says, watch and learn, kid. And Carter's like, well, you're shorter than me. I don't feel comfortable being called kid. Mm-hmm. Boss is like, get over it. <laughs> so Bess is essentially driving up a cliff to the top of a stone staircase, maybe 30 feet wide, built into the hillside. They, by the way, they drove to like Cambro Road. Yeah, Cambro. Cambro. Yeah, they're, 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 they drove. They, dra- they drove down Camberwell Road, but essentially they're in a giant misty field and Bess is like, okay, time to back to the future this shit and drive up a, a cliff. We go up. We get another sort of uh, lesson, I guess, where there's two sphinxes at the top of the hill and Carter's like, those aren't real. And Bess is like, yes, they are real. And goes into this whole spiel about how all civilizations after Egypt sort of wanted a piece of ancient Egypt. Which is true. It's very true. Egypt does, in fact, have a major influence on a lot of, it's mostly architecture. Like most most major civilizations have some piece of older, older things. Like English is pretty much mainly derived from Latin. A lot of architecture is Egyptian or Grecian in nature. America likes to take a piece of everything. Not just America, just about every civilization. Right. And just before Bess starts to drive up and, you know, goes to St. Petersburg, he's like, okay, okay, Walt, time for you to get out. <laughs> and Walt is like, yeah, it's completely fine. I don't want to go and hang out with Sadie more. Sadie, th- there's this point, there's this part where Sadie uh, is trying to be like, oh, how's Jazz doing? Because she thinks that the reason she that he can't come is because he wants to go see Jazz. And that's not the reason. There's another reason that I don't know, but you do, I suppose. 
I do. I do remember why he can't go. Is it also because he's a shop tee? No. <laughs> I, l- listen, if Rick Riordan pulled the same trick twice, I would have been like, bro. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know in advance that you will not enjoy this plot, this twist. <laughs> you, really? you will not you will you definitely will not enjoy this twist and where it goes so oh great be be, pre- be prepared now <laughs> great you, you will not be happy so just before walt leaves he gives sadie a golden necklace it's a, a small egyptian symbol which is essentially the symbol uh that surrounds Ra's sun crown a never-ending loop the symbol of eternity and the reason walt gives it to sadie is that in their quest to find Ra he wants to give them luck and that, you know, bringing back Ra is a good thing and all good things should be eternal. So he's a dummy. Boy, give girl gift. You say boy shy? Boy shy. Yeah. (laughs) Girl is shy. Yep. He gets out of the car and starts trudging down the hill and Sadie's like, darn it. Two farewell gifts from two gorgeous guys. I hate my life. (laughs) Same girl. Same. And as as Walt leaves, Carter tries to be like, "Hey, uh, so what's up with Walt?" And and Bess is like, "Not my place to tell." Ooh, foreshadowing. So Russia, I said, by driving up an empty staircase. Yep. So Bess starts to floor the accelerator, and they start driving up the hill. And at the very last second, a vortex or a portal opens up, swallowing them whole and transporting them to St. Petersburg, Russia. Like, that was convenient. Very convenient. I, I love this whole little shit they have where Bess essentially crashes the limo and a bunch of Russian teens are angry and like pounding on the hood of the limo and trying to be like, what the f***? And he just gets out and like screams at them. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, okay. There is a small man. There is a small hairy man in a speedo inside the limo. Let us... Let us vamos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's according to Bess, the Russians are a very superstitious are a very superstitious people that they tend to see what magic for what it actually is. Which I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, there's also a small creeping man in a in a, in a speedo inside the limo. That's you tend to you tend to walk away from those kinds of situations. You know, I I don't know about you, but if a small man in a a small hairy man in a speedo got out of a limo in front of you. I'd mm. probably shake my head and walk away because that'd probably be normal in New York, actually. Got a SMH and then walk away. Honestly. Gotta catch my, I got <laughs> listen. I gotta catch my train. Honestly, uh, that's nice. That's nice. But you're blocking the sidewalk. Please keep moving. And when Neckbit and Bobby were destroying Waterloo Station, and there was that line where it's like, "Oh, the station, the the station gets evacuated." Fran and and Owen were like, oh no, that wouldn't happen. People have to get on the trains, dude. No Honestly. one would care. No one Honestly. would care. Honestly, truly, it's like the okay, but can you get out of my way power is strong when there's a train to catch. Uh, I think I've re- I remember I made a joke. I'm like, listen, in England, they have a more organized train system. In New York, a train is coming to the station. Which train? Whatever. If it's not your train, f*** you. Honestly, it's just like... You just be glad that a train a train arrived. Especially when you're trying to get like on a train at like two in the morning. So yeah, they're in Russia. The Russian kids are being mean and like banging on the door. Best steps out, scares them off. And so they're like, okay, so what do we do now? And Best points to a hermitage across the river. And no, it's not a place where hermits live, uh, mm-hmm. Sadie. It is where it's the Tsar's palace. It's now a museum. It's the best Egyptian collection in Russia. Which means Secret Egyptian magicians are probably lurking nearby. Which also means Egyptian Bank Heist Part 2 Electric Boogaloo, which is going to, I bet it's going to go better than the first one. Of course. 
it's also revealed at some point that during the, during uh, Carter and Julius's travels, at one point the Russian this this museum asked Julius to come and give a speech, but Julius was like, "Nah, man, nah, nah," Mm-mm. which is smart because the Russian magicians are well, they're Russian. Mm-hmm. Robert racist against Russians confirmed. Is if Russia is not a race, it's a a cult, a country, a culture. They're they're their own race. I've classified them as their own race. <laughs> It'd be like that. So they have four, uh, uh, correction, three days until Ra, uh, to wake up Ra or else the world goes bye-bye. Evil snake swallow sun. Evil, evil snake will swallow, uh, will swallow sun. And Bess unfortunately cannot follow them in because he'll essentially trip every booby trap and alarm the museum has if he comes too close. But he can walk them to the river. Yeah, most of these places have been warded for, specifically for gods because their magicians, for whatever reason, have... Have a, they, they they don't like the gods. They they don't they don't like gods, which is which is hella ironic considering what happens later in this chapter. Uh, later in next chapter, actually, but yeah. Is this where we get the um the history lesson? This is a general yeah. This is where we would, where we generally get a lot of the history lesson uh, for Prince Menshikov's. Yeah, we get a deeper look into why Bess doesn't like Saint Petersburg specifically. It's because he's been here before. And not on good terms. Yeah. He had, he and a couple of his dwarf friends were captured by Prince Menshikov. Menshikov. Or, you know, Vlad the, Vlad the Inhaler. Yeah. He, he's a, he, was a descendant. he was a descendant. And well, he, had, he, he was having the, the Tsar visit him at one point, And he thought it would be funny to force the dwarves to have a pretend wedding. Which is surprisingly childish, but makes complete sense when you think about it. I mean, what is a king other than, you know, a big child with money and power? You're right. So yeah, Russian magicians, they love capturing gods, using them. Uh, Bess essentially still has bad memories about this. So he's like, okay, it's uh, time to stop talking about my past. We got to get you guys into the museum. Yeah, but ba- yeah, basically he associates this place with being with being specifically being captured. So he's like, yeah, don't don't be like me. Don't, don't, don't get... Don't get captured by by ugly magician people. Specifically, don't get captured alive, as opposed to you know getting a, getting captured dead. It's just like it's not really getting captured if you're dead. <laughs> it's more like getting collected. <laughs> so the plan essentially turns out. Listen, you guys go in the museum, get the second scroll. I'll meet you at Nevsky Propska. My Russian pronunciation is great. If in case you can't tell, ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's just south of the Hermitage. Bess will be at the Chocolate Museum. Well, it's not really a museum. It's more of a shop. But they have all kinds of chocolate things. Chess sets, lions, Vladimir Lenin. And Carter's mm. like, the communist guy? Yes, the communist guy. In chocolate. <laughs> Quality. And so, and Bess also tries to set up like a backup, backup plan. Like, okay, if you guys can't meet me at the chocolate shop. And Sadie just cuts him off. He's like, no, we will get the scroll. We'll meet you at the chocolate shop. And you're going to get me a doggy bag. We're good? Mm-hmm. We're good. Okay. Hello, Sadie. <laughs> I love her too. I mean, that's her priority straight. Once, listen, once you go in and like have your big adventure, don't you just want to come out and be like, mm, chocolate? Honestly. So Bess is like, okay, you got it. He starts going to the Mercedes and Carter and, Sa- and Carter and Sadie are tasked with now getting into the Tsar's palace, which ends chapter nine. Now chapter 10. An old red friend comes to visit Hal. What happens in this chapter all right so as usual magic in as in most works of works of fiction 
magic and technology do not typically mix well unless specifically written to mix well so they find breaking into the museum initially very 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 easy it turns out that disrupting disrupting technology is probably one of the easiest cat spells to cast because of this because of their natural interactions so Sadie's easily able to disable disable the security system by just like sending magic energy into the camera so yeah sur- surveillance bad Sadie just essentially takes out all the electronical stuff. And now it's up to Carter to hide them from the, like, more magical security security detection. So they stole from Harry Potter? Pretty much. They Essentially, he just casts a cloak of invisibility on himself and, and Sadie. And Sadie's like, wow, you got it to work this time. And, I mean, he kind of does. But anytime he expresses emotion, there's a little firework that shoots out. So, for example, he blushes and starts thinking about Zaya, ergo, firework. Mm. He's like, yep, this will, this seemingly innocuous detail will not come into play later at all. No, not at all. What are you talking about? Crazy. And so they, Sadie stops for a second and looks at the tomb of a scribe. And Carter's like, why is she looking? Oh, Anubis. Hey, Walt likes you. And also, don't date Anubis. And Sadie's like, no, you idiot. I'm not looking. A, don't tell me what to do. And B, I'm not looking at it for that. I'm looking at it for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, she sees like, the out basically it's like the outline of a door and um carter's like oh most of the time it's the stone sadie says that this this stone is glowing and carter's like the the stone the stone is not glowing but most of the time when those things are there it's meant to symbolize a false door which means there's probably not actually an opening there and sadie's Mm -hmm. like it probably wouldn't be glowing if there wasn't actually a door there and carter's like it's glowing and sadie's like you know what i'm just gonna open the door uh knock knock open up open sesame open salami (laughs) there's a line by the way where while sadie is being like shut up carter that she's like listen contrary to what you might think i don't spend every waking hour thinking about boys and and he retorts just most waking hours and i'm like i I, mean i imagine her punching him in real life yeah in, in real life aka like during the recording yeah. To be honest, yeah. Punch him in the throat, Sadie. Right in the throat. And so Sadie is able to open up the golden uh, the, the door and like a, a golden hieroglyph burns into the stone. Carter's like, how did you do that? You've never been able to do that before. And Sadie's like, mm, I turned 13. Maybe that's what it is. And Carter's like, but I'm 14. I can't do it. Sadie's like, girls mature faster. And then, then I had an existential crisis in my bed reading this chapter. Like, yes, yeah. same. <laughs> they mature faster because the whole world is trying to you know yeah 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 do i need to say it if it's such pre- if it's so prevalent in society uh, well yeah we, we generally do talk about that kind of stuff listen so the general so that whole girls mature, maturing earlier thing like i listened to the audiobook in my on the car and i had to like pull over and like stop for a second i'm like well they mature faster because there's a bunch of like creepy guys out there trying to like do stuff to them or tell them what they should do with their bodies or tell them how they should act or how they should speak and i'm just like i hate everything about life honestly it's like this has been going on for centuries yeah i'm sure rick tried to mean it as something else maybe as like a positive inflection on on sadie's character but also i mean it just it it doesn't sit right yes it's it's definitely meant to be more lighthearted. haha boys are immature yeah but in reality it's kind of like oh no society just kind of forced them to mature at very young ages because guys are creeps unfortunately we live in a society 
Uh-huh. That being said, they go through the door and... And almost fall over. And almost fall over, yeah. Well, Carter falls over. He he like helps Sadie not fall over, which is good, 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 big brother. Yeah, they come out. They come out of the portal and inside of a mirror that is hanging hanging off of a wall, and it is not it is not on the ground. So they come out on top of like a fireplace mantle. And so they kept going in until they eventually see a light coming from what wasn't a chandelier. It was coming from a magician casting a spell. It was good old Vlad Menshikov. And I love I, I love Rick because he makes sure he, every time. Every time Vlad comes on comes into play, he makes sure to emphasize how ugly this man is. I love it. And what is our good old friend uh, Vlad doing? He is performing basically a summoning ritual. Yep, and he's sacrificing a demon who is begging for mercy and being like, "Hey, I served you for fifty years. Can you not mercilessly torture me while you are trying to summon someone?" He's using a meth a method of a method of magic known as excretion. Uh, when when it stopped for a second and all you said was he's using meth, I'm like, that explains his face. Crying. <laughs> so Vlad is trying to summon a major god, and he's summoning, and he's sacrificing his servant, Death to Corks, which is his true name, his secret name, as we've gone over. Uh, secret names are are freaking hilarious in this in this mm-hmm. universe. We've got Evil Day, we've got Death to Corks, we've got Face of Horror. It's, it's wonderful. It's quality. He essentially sacrifices, you know, in the terms of Yu-Gi-Oh, he sacrifices Death to Corks to summon Set. As Set, Set makes the entire chapter for me here. Set is, like, now that he's not trying to destroy the world, he's infinitely a better character. Yeah, it, it's sort of like that meme where it's like, the character when he's a boss versus the character when he's in your inventory. Honestly. But because Vlad doesn't trust Set's, you know, devilish nature... He in he when he summons Vlad, he captures him and puts him into like a green crystal. It's uh, it was like a vase, wasn't it? Yeah, or a vase. I'm so sorry. Yes, you're right. He like traps him inside of a vase. Vlad is like, now you shall answer my questions, and sets fine. I like Brazil for the World Cup. I'd advise, I'd advise investing in platinum and small cap funds, and your lucky numbers are. And Vlad is like, not those questions. You're not a genie. Meanwhile, in the background, Sadie and Carter, uh, as as given instruction by Anubis in the last chapter, they stumble upon Vlad's desk that has the scroll. So before they start rummaging through, they want to try and you know test it out, make sure there's no booby traps. Yeah, he's she, she like she like wipes like wax like a wax rag on it, right? Well, she mold she molds uh some wax into the shape of a dog, yeah. and the dog essentially sniffs around. While while the kids are doing that, Vlad is trying to ask for two questions. Questions about the binding of Aphophis and also how to neutralize the enchantments on Brooklyn House. Which is a good question to ask Set because Set combined with... When he was with when he was possessing Amos, got through the defenses. Yeah, so when he was possessing Amos, he knew all about the defenses and how to get rid of them. This whole time while Sadie... Well, while Vlad is asking Set these questions, Carter is trying a lot to lose his cool because if he shows emotion a little firework will pop off and give them away. Yeah. Meanwhile, Vlad, we also learned that Vlad is also aware of, of Set's of secret name. I love, I love Set goes on the band about how he hates that his name is Evil Day. He's like, why can't my name be Glorious Day or Rocking Red? What was it? Rocking Red? Rocking uh, Red Reaper. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I would, I would love to have that secret name, Rocking Red Reaper. <laughs> uh, what about Red Hot Chili Pepper? Uh, that's played out. <laughs> it's quality, but it's played out. You get the not-so-secret re- revelation that Vlad is working for a Fafos. 
Oh my god, I never saw this coming. He's he's totally not evil. What are you talking about? But yeah, he tries to he tries to get set to work with them. He's like, yeah, you can you can be a Fafos's honored lieutenant. And Set's like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Not, I'm not really looking to be anyone's sidekick, but thanks for thanks for asking. Yeah, and then Vlad's like, okay, either you help me, or I send you into the abyss, uh, into the abyss for eons, and it'll be very, very painful. You get thirty seconds, and Set's like, ah, fine. I mean, should I? You know, fine. Like I remember when the the binding for Afafis was made. You know, Ra cast a serpent into the prison of scarabs. It was such a beautiful day. I was wearing red. And then mm-hmm. Vlad's like, you have 10 seconds. And <laughs> he's like, fine, get a piece of paper and some pen. And there's a long, it's a really long list. So, you know, get ready. It's a very long list. Dry toads, uh, you know, bat dung, you know, a lot of jazz. And Sadie's dog, wax dog, uh, comes back from the desk and he's like, nope, no traps. Uh, so they open the trap. The, so they open the top drawer, and there is the papyrus scroll, just like the one they found in Brooklyn. It's like that was very convenient. Package secured. Uh, but unfortunately, as Seth's listing off more ingredients, he's like, "Ah, oh, you know what would make a good ingredient? A sacrificial victim. And you know who would make a good sacrificial victim? An idiot magician who can't do a proper invisibility spell, like Carter Kane over there." And Carter goes into full panic mode and reveals them. Half a dozen golden sparks shot up with a loud "wee." I imagine them actually going "wee" on their way up. No. Yeah. And Vlad's like, "Good job, Set. You found them." And Set's like, "We have visitors." He's like, "What? No, <laughs> me? What did I do?" He's <laughs> like, "No, I didn't expose you." And this whole time, while Vlad is like doing, you know, generic villain monologuing to the kids, Set's like, "Oh man, I would love to help." Maybe if I left the jar, oh, I would love to see the terror of the kids. It's a shame I'm in this jar. It's like, if only I wasn't trapped. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And Vlad's like, shut up, Set. <laughs> Vlad's like, no one's going to release you. These kids aren't that stupid. <laughs> and I love Carter. I love Carter and Stadia. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, we might be that stupid. Yeah. Well, the reason they're that stupid is because Vlad throws his staff to the ground and summons a two-headed serpent. He's like, two-headed serpent for two bad children. Yep, two hungry mouths to feed, two troublesome children. Perfect. And so, Sadie and Carter have that moment where they just sort of both understand each other without speaking perfectly. And they're like, are you ready to do that stupid thing that Vlad said we wouldn't do? And Sadie's like, hell yeah. And they (laughs) blow up the vase. You have free genie from the lamp. Yes. And with the release of, of his power, he essentially explodes outward some energy knocking vlad into some sand and knocking the two-headed snake into the wall and they're they're like set destroy it and set's like yeah i don't i don't i i, I don't i kind of don't want to to get to get rid of it he's like <laughs> evil day do something he's like and they, he's like no need to no need to use my secret name like that you're not my mother and then carter's like maybe you'd prefer rock and red reaper and set's like Perfect. I'd love it. Set sets like he's imagining himself with the name Rock Rocking Red Reaper and Carter's like, Can you can you can you kill can you kill evil serpent thing please? He's like, I he's like I like snakes though. And besides, if I did I'd get in trouble with get him get Get him. And they're like, get him. And it's like, yeah, God for the ethical treatment of monsters. And Carter's like, you made that up. And Set's like, yeah. But imagine, though. Imagine, though. I, 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 it's a nice jab at PETA, who is a bad company, but, you know. Honestly, the absolute worst. Please do not mm-hmm. do not at me. If PETA ats us, that's when I will end this podcast. 
Yo, no, that would be that would be our come up. Oh my god, we get to go on the list of things Peter hates. That would oh, actually, which would make us super famous. Oh, I would love that. Oh my god. So unfortunately, oh, I love this. Vlad is starting to get up from the sand and sets like, and a large pot appears and falls on his head. <laughs> Just some Looney Tunes shenanigans going on. Uh, you know, I make jokes about about him being genie from Aladdin, but he pretty much is just genie from Aladdin. It's great. And he's like, listen, um, I just bought you guys some time. I can't really hurt him or kill him because, you know, he knows my secret name and he's also commanded me not to hurt him. Uh, other than that, you're just on your own. Good luck surviving. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to the double headed snake. He's like, good luck eating them. <laughs> and the kids are like, damn it. We got to we got to we got to we got to get out of here. Got to skedaddle. And I like imagine Zoinks. them doing that. Yeah, I, I, get out of my head. I, I I immediately imagine them doing the Scooby Doo run where they like throw it up into the air while they're like spinning like a wheel. Yeah, and then they run out Scooby Doo style, and that's how Chapter Ten ends. So I don't want to talk about the double headed snake, and I already talked about Bess in the last episode. So no scrolling through the Egyptian Age this week. GG. But for consulting the vine, what do I think is going to happen? Well, it's 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 the Sadie chapter, so. That means Sadie is going to have to fight the snake while Carter gets angry and angsty. It's like, okay, you make you make escape while we, <laughs> while I fight danger. Honestly, it's just going to be they're they're going to find some they're going to find some cheap and funny way to beat the two headed snake, and they're going to meet. I, I wanted to pay off that Bess does get Sadie like a goodie bag of chocolate, please and thank you. Yeah, Russian chocolate. It's like if there's one thing that most of the world does better than America, it's chocolate. Oh. English I mean, chocolate, especially. Oh my god! I mean, god. chocolate, oh, healthcare. My mouth <laughs> take, is watering right now. Thinking of the chocolate. Taking care of their citizens. Honestly, uh, there's a whole lot of things people do better than America. You know what America does? I. <laughs> War. In 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 our Conflict. friend group. In our friend group, I kept pulling up like you know list of countries by chocolate production, for example, and you know it would be like Norway or something. I don't know. Uh, Norway don't come at me (laughs) but the only thing that we came across that had like you know we were like list the countries by mass shootings and the US was so high up in in the ranking (laughs) it's like no and we're like not only were we so high up second place we were in the high double digits second place was like three or four yeah we're getting there I I remember seeing a thing that was like there's been a hundred and something shootings since like the beginning of this year and I'm like oh great we're less than five we're we're just only five months in we're not even halfway there halfway there halfway there there. oh man June's coming up next month how are you gonna go to pride if there's a pride I would I would I would love to but I was actually having this conversation where we were like is there gonna be like a comic-con this year like probably not yeah I'm like, I'm like they would probably be selling tickets like now if if there was gonna be one if there was comic-con tickets they, they typically sell them in like July June yeah, but or this, July but yeah most of the time they would be like sending out emails now like hey get Being ready like for hey remember yeah comic-con bada bing bada boom like i got an email i got a i got a i saw an article about like e3 going on this year and i'm like oh yeah e3 exists (laughs) do people even care about e3 is that a thing anymore oh not as not as much as they used to but it's it's still good for like a cheap throw yeah it's like oh pog (laughs) never again say pog out loud crying i am emotionally hurt that you just said the word pog out loud oh my god 
I am in so much pain. I am I am I am a gamer boy. He was a gamer boy. He said, see you later, boy, twelve hours later. Mm-hmm. Still playing League of Legends. If you like that. But yeah, that's uh, other than that, uh, Hal, do you have anything else you'd like to say about the two chapters we read today? Uh other than Set is a great character. No. Great. So then with that, it'll it's time for our credits, Hal. So it's time for so long. But we'll sing just one more song. Thanks for doing your part. You sure are smart. You know, with me and you and my dog Blue, we can do anything that we want to do. I really tried hard to divert him from making that reference to making a different reference, and he he destroyed my confidence in him. So long. Farewell. To you, my friend. No. Goodbye for now until we meet again. No. Oh, no, I'm purposely jumping around your, your reference. I know. I know, and it's, it's making me angry. Stop. <laughs> I also just forgot what you referenced. So what did you reference again? The sound of music, you ingrate. Oh, so long. Farewell. Avida, say goodbye. Like, no, you ruined the moment. Good. <laughs> Do the outro, you nerdular. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to get into contact with us, there's a few ways to do so. First of all, you can email us at intotheriotiverse at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. Stop by to say hi. I don't think it'll be soon, but if you want to start sending us emails for a mailbag, you could do that. Start piling that up. I don't think it's going to be for a while. Um, if you would like to follow us on social media, we are at the Riordanverse Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to follow me on social media, that would be the damn meme page, damn spelled D-A-M, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Hal, where can they find you on social media? Uh, into the Nothingverse. I'm going to keep making one day, one day, one day I'm going to say that, and that's going to be an actual Twitter handle, but I'm not going to say when it's an actual Twitter handle. <laughs> if you would like to follow the artist of the icon who made the icon for season one and also generally for the show, you can follow him at on twitter.com at rampakoka, R-A-N-P-A-K-O-K-A. <clears throat> if you'd like to follow the composer of the theme song that Hal is kind of indifferent to, mm-hmm. you can find him on Fiverr at Kobe Oaf. As usual, everyone I listed is in the show notes of the podcast. Hal, thank you for making a podcast with me. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Adios.